Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And I'm AJ Casada. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you would like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. What's up, agency owners and entrepreneurs? I'm AJ Casada co-founder of Revenue Boost, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm really excited for today's episode because today, guys, I have something different for you. This is the first time we're doing this, and I really am excited to see how you like this and what the feedback is, right? Because again, this is the first time we're doing this. So here's some backstory and what today's episode is going to be about. So last week, I hosted a, a masterclass. It was a workshop, and about 300 agencies showed up, and it was a cold outreach masterclass. It was where I basically taught our three-step system for getting leads, booking calls, and getting clients without having to pay for ads by using cold outreach, you know, sending emails, sending DMs, cold email, right? The response was amazing. People loved it. I've been getting DMs for like days. People are like, I I already got my first meeting booked. I already got my first deal closed from this method. And again, it's totally free, right? Like that's what I love about cold outreach. You can just send a series of emails, send a few LinkedIn DMs, and when you do it right, you can get clients without having to pay for advertising, right? It's super, super powerful, right? Anyways, because this workshop and this masterclass was so valuable, I thought after the fact, like, hey, I should share this with all the podcast listeners, right? So you guys are going to get this completely for free, and you're going to hear the audio of this entire workshop. It's about an hour and a half long. It's going to be a long one, but like, I promise you guys, this workshop alone can change your business because everything rises and falls on lead gen. When you solve lead gen, when you can get a constant flow of qualified leads and booked calls into your calendar that match your ideal client everything else can sort itself out, right? Because you can get cash flow figured out, you can get more revenue, and then you can hire more people and reinvest and, and like do all the things you want to do, right? So lead gen is where it all starts. And that's what you're going to learn today. You're going to learn our unique outbound organic sales system that allows you to scale without having to pay for ads. And I'm excited. Now, before we dive in, quick note, this was recorded as a Zoom call. This was like a video presentation where I was actually walking people through slides. It's okay to still listen to it through audio, right? Because like it's still the same information. I figured you'll still get value out of it. Just know that there might be like one or two times during this uh, podcast where I like reference something on the screen, like, hey, check out this slide or check out this slide. If you hear that, it's because, again, this was recorded to be an actual workshop. But I don't want to let that stop me from sharing this with you and you're still going to get all the value from it. So I have the audio here. If you prefer to actually watch the video or, you know, you can listen to the audio now and if you want to go watch the video later and, and like see the slides that go along with it for a better experience, just go to our Facebook group, B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. It's a private free Facebook group for agency owners, and that's where it's hosted. Or you can email me, aj at revenueboost.net, and I can send you the recording. Anyways, listen to the full podcast audio. You're still going to get all the value, but if you're someone who prefers to actually like see it and, and, and likes watching slides, then you can go to our Facebook group or email me, and you can watch the video version too. And lastly, I've got a really cool free implementation guide to give you along with this. So in this masterclass you're getting today, I teach our three-step system to getting clients from cold email LinkedIn. And I'm going to give you a few resources that'll help you, like some high-performing email copy templates and an SOP for building lead lists and finding targeted leads, right? So yeah, down below in the show notes, there is a um, our implementation guide linked as well. So you can actually listen to this masterclass or watch it, go implement the strategies and use our, our guide of resources to like literally get your first campaign up like tomorrow. Like it's that actionable, that quick. Anyways, really excited for you to hear this episode and I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback. Let's dive into it. 
Today, we're going to go over a cold outreach masterclass, which to me is a super secret weapon for agencies who want four to 10 new clients a month in any niche. And more importantly, it's not just about getting clients, but having a system to do this on repeat. I know a lot of people in our group, myself included in the past, just get clients through referrals and networking, which is good. Like those are great clients, but you know, really as you scale, you want a system, a way where it's like, okay, if I wake up today, how can I get my next client? What actions can I take today to bring clients in? So when you want to grow, there's a system to put people through, right? And warning, this is extremely potent information. It can ignite your sales on fire. So what I'm going to cover today is the magic of outbound, just kind of introducing you guys to the topic, uh, our three-step system for getting leads, and also some advanced strategies. Um, if we have time, I'll go into some cool stuff like AI, lead magnets, how we're automating things, VAs, and more fun stuff. So you're going to learn targeting strategies and messaging frameworks that attract the highest quality leads, uh, foolproof methods to get big clients consistently from email, LinkedIn, and for cheap, right? I know this because, you know, we do other marketing too. We do paid ads and it is expensive. It costs us thousands of dollars to get a client, but it's not going to cost you thousands of dollars when you're using what I'm going to show you here today and how to systematize the process and book calls practically on autopilot automation and outsourcing to VAs. So if you're like, Hey, I don't have that much time. Like I want to get clients, but I don't have like hours a day to send messages or make calls. You don't have to do that. I don't want to do that. No one has to. So we're going to show you how to systemize it and, and uh, free your time and get leverage. Now, there's a special super top secret bonus given to all the live attendees all the way at the end. So appreciate you guys. Appreciate everyone who showed up here live, especially if it's like 5 a.m. or 11 p.m. or 2 a.m. I know some people in New Zealand, it's like they have a crazy time zone. Appreciate everyone showing up here live. We're going to give you a special gift just for you all, and that'll be given out at the end. So make sure you stay till the end. And also, please, like, don't be a weenie. Be like my wiener dog here. Don't watch this for five, 10 minutes and leave, get distracted. I know how it is. I know we're all ADD. I know there's so much content online, workshops like this, right? So many things you could, that could call your attention, but like put your phone away, focus. This is just going to be about an hour. We'll go a little longer than an hour for Q&A, but don't miss this, right? Don't leave and get distracted. Because really, I found that if you half-ass things, if you half-ass learning, you half-ass success, right? And that mindset doesn't serve anyone. Anytime I've ever done well, and a lot of you guys probably relate, anytime you've ever done well at anything in life, it's because you go all in. You want to have an all-in mindset, right? And do things fully. Someone says, will this be recorded? Yes, we'll get, a re we'll get a recording. You can just text me on it for the replay or we'll post it in the group. So again, that half-ass mindset does not serve anyone, right? You want to have an all-in mindset, so make sure you can watch the whole thing. And what does going all-in look like? Well, it's the difference between building a treehouse like this versus a treehouse like that. Or this, shitty small little waffle there, big waffle, right? So again, have that all-in mindset with whatever you do. And don't shortchange yourself of this amazing learning opportunity because I really put a lot of time into this for you guys. So in case you're wondering... Who the hell is this guy? Why should I listen? Let me take 30 seconds to quickly introduce myself. So I'm AJ Casada. I'm a actually college dropout. I started working in sales pretty early. I had worked in construction sales, selling house painting, and I built a manager sales team of like 20 people in my early 20s, which was pretty awesome. I kind of you know lucked out by finding a good opportunity when I when I dropped out of school. The school system just wasn't for me. Like it really is honestly pretty shit for most entrepreneurs, right? A lot of you guys might have also either dropped out of school or, or just not really use your degree, right? But yeah, for me, I just found it wasn't the right way to learn. I ended up going out, you know, working under a mentor. I was able to build three companies before I was 27. First was construction, then was the marketing agency, and now is Revenue Boost. I found a Revenue Boost, which is a B2B leads and sales consultancy. So we help agencies, freelancers, consultants get clients through this method. And I'm from New York, but I've been traveling the last four years, currently living by the beach in Vietnam with my wife, enjoying the freedom of, of online business. That was always my goal, right? I wasn't someone who wanted to build like a hundred billion dollar company. That honestly just sounds like fun, but really stressful, right? So for me, it's all about having a, a nice lifestyle too. And yeah, our revenue boost, our teams worked with over a hundred agencies and B2B companies on their lead gen and sales systems and over 400 online students, um, especially through our collaboration with Founder. 
And over 50 different niches have successfully used these methods that you guys are going to see today. So it works in really any space. Some of our clients have even 2x, 3x, and, and, and a fortunate few have 4x their revenues. Um, we've been featured on, have the privilege to work with some amazing brands like Founder, Entrepreneur.com. I spoke at Avro last year. That was really fun. And also a lot of, um, you know, some of the top B2B brands and influencers have leveraged our outbound organic, organic selling system. So some of these bigger brands and experts come to me because ultimately me and my team can do something that they can't. We can get B2B clients and appointments for free or cheap with a scary low cost per acquisition, right? All through the magic of outbound. And that's why we call it a secret weapon. So don't tell anyone, right? Please keep this between us. Use it for yourself. And also through all this and through all the last 10 years, we developed a secret weapon for getting leads and clients. And you're going to get this powerful system today. And again, really, it works to get high ticket B2B clients in any niche. So again, just want to reiterate, you're witnessing an untapped opportunity, a true secret weapon, and really a new and emerging trend. And like, look, sure, outbound cold outreach have been around forever. That's, that's why it works. It's reliable. Like people would always do cold calling before there was the internet. But it's now becoming, I don't know, the last six, 12 months, it's really becoming a new trend. I, I get asked about it more. And our system puts a new spin on an old method, which I think is really powerful. And also, like obviously, with the advancement of tech, AI, all the stuff you guys are seeing, social media and all the new tools, the game has really changed. So you're going to learn today like what I'm doing right now, what we're doing right now, and what works in 2023 and 2024. Because even though it's still October, like we got to be starting to think about the next year right now, right? So this outreach system is also more profitable than all of our other marketing channels at Revenue Boost. And that's not an exaggeration. This is based on data because my team does it all. You guys have probably seen our ads, outreach, content. And we, of course, we get referrals. We do podcasts. So we practice what we preach, unlike, you know, unlike some. Not everyone does, right? But through all that and through all of that data, like this is consistently, what you're getting today is consistently our number one most profitable method. That's not to say that any one is the best method, but if we're talking about what's the most profitable, then it's, it's outbound. So out of all that experience, this is our number one favorite method, which you learned today. And along with personal lessons from nine, my own nine years of sales and marketing experience, scaling multiple online companies. Now, you guys might have heard this too. Like some skeptics miss out on cold average because they think, ah, I don't think that works, even though it does. And they've just never tried it or they've never gotten it to work. And to that, I say, good, more clients for me and you then, right? The other day, I was actually teaching a workshop as a uh, guest expert for my friend Rucker's agency coaching group. And I was asked this, and I hear this a lot. I, I hear people say like, oh, AJ, I received some pretty shitty pitches and cold emails and DMs that absolutely stink. Does cold email really work? And yeah, I receive messages and, and DMs and emails that also really stink, right? So like anything, it works if you do it right. And if you use this channel or method to spam people, blast out a poor offer with bad targeting and, and, and shitty copy, of course, it's not going to work, right? So it all comes down to like any channel, when you have the right strategy, a compelling message and an offer, it works like a charm. Again, you know, if someone ever says like this tool doesn't really work, like this channel doesn't really work, it's usually because it was an issue with their strategy or their offer or their targeting or their messaging. But any tool works. To me, any marketing channel, outreach, paid ads, LinkedIn, content, whatever, the marketing channel just has to get your message to a person, right? So if we really boil down to like what the, the core of marketing, it's getting a message to someone. So as long as that tool can deliver that message to your target market and they're there, it can work. It's just a matter of, again, having the right message and offer. And again, I know this because I've sent millions. This is just one of our clients who's a SaaS company and we've sent 300,000 emails in just the last couple of months. Hey guys, if you just joined, please uh, keep the mic on mute. And also guys, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, just drop them in the chat. We're going to leave some time to help you guys out, answer your questions at the end. So yeah, any questions, just drop them in the chat. Cool. And also again, not only the data, but I help people who are brand new beginners to the method get results in their first week. So this is really cool. This happened two weeks ago. Jonathan, he launched a cold email campaign. The second day he got a, a lead and he booked that into a meeting. 
And that ended up being a 7K deal, right? So like, this is really like a, like a process that, so don't worry if, if you're a beginner, if you're like, I'm not really good at sales, I've never really done this before. Like you just got to follow the right process and it can work, you know, right away. And this is Billy from yesterday. This was awesome. So Billy said, I just got a cold email from the CFO of Virgin Airlines. This shit works. One of my favorite quotes, honestly. So yeah, this was just like, uh, just two days ago. Again, the method works, right? If you have any limiting beliefs, just know that like it works, right? It just has to, any, any channel just has to deliver a message, right? So, I mean, this is cool, right? Like how else are you going to get in front of the CFO of Virgin Atlantic Australia with like ads or something, right? Like no way. So the magic of outbound. So how I first discovered this was uh, I used to do door to door selling, door cold calling. It was brutal. It was soul sucking. It was a lot of work, but I first got into construction. I, I didn't, I didn't start out in like the digital world. I was like traditional business, right? Like, you know, brick and mortar and worked for a really big construction company. And I would go to door to door pitching people on house painting services. I did this when I was 18. I got roped into it from like a school internship. And uh, I had to go spend hours, like 10 hours on a Saturday and knock on doors and be like, Hey, do you want house painting? Hey, do you want house painting? And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about sales and how to get someone's attention in 15 seconds. Cause that's all I had. Right. I would get people like, sometimes I'd be interrupting their dinner once every blue moon I get yelled at. Right. So like I was interrupting them and I had to make 15 seconds to make my point. Two things that I learned is the power of targeting. So this is essentially cold outreach, right? And don't worry, I'm not going to tell you guys go knock on doors. You don't have to do that. Life is easier now with technology, but this is really like outbound in a different form in its oldest form, door to door, cold calling. I did that telemarketing, right? And it was brutal. But what I learned is that you don't want to sell the whole service right away. So if I said to people like, Hey, you know, you need to paint your house this weekend. It's going to cost you $10,000, whatever. They'd be like, get the hell out of here. But when I asked them, like, you know, I pointed out a problem, like, hey, it looks like your house is a little bit old or you haven't had a paint job in, in, in a while. Would you like to get an estimate? I can come back next weekend and I can, you know, give you guys a quote for this when I'm doing your neighbor's house. And that small change in the message, that small change in the pitch changed everything. So think about that for a minute. What I changed was instead of trying to sell the whole service, I tried to sell the next step. I tried to say like, hey, do you want to move to the next step, right? And that's really what cold outreach and lead gen is all about. You just need to sell the next step. So if you're running an agency or you're running any B2B service where you need to like get people on a phone call, you're just trying to sell the phone call. Where a lot of people go wrong with their messaging is they try to send this like, think back guys, how many email pitches have you gotten like daily? Like just think back to the last week. How often do you get, you know, an email or a LinkedIn or a Facebook DM, someone being like, buy my product, just type it in the chat. Like how often does this happen, right? It probably happened to some of you just this morning, right? So yeah, just type in the chat if that, if that happens to you pretty often. Jack says, I stopped checking emails. And why? Because most of them are like garbage, right? But the problem is most of them, they just pitch their products. So I get emails all the time and it's this long essay. It's this long pitch. And that's like going up to somebody at a bar. Like imagine you're single and you're going to, you know, meet girls or guys at a bar. And that's like going up to a girl at a bar and being like, hey, you know, here's me. Like, here's my track record. Here's my credibility. Here's where I went to school. Here's how much money I make. Here's why we should get married. It's like you're skipping the whole process, right? You're skipping the whole essentially sales process, right? So where a lot of people go wrong with their cold outreach and, and any lead gen messaging is they're trying to sell their whole service. It's like, hey, I just met you and you're sending me this long pitch. It just feels like selfish and it feels like just, again, you can't skip the whole sales process. So a big learning for me was in the, the, the big mindset shift was lead generation, cold outreach. You need to just, just take sales one step at a time. First step is to get a conversation. And the second step is to get a meeting. If you could just convince people to meet with you or like have a quick chat, that's going to be a lot easier than trying to sell. So the prospect doesn't need to know about your service and why you're better, why you're different. That's just too much for like essentially the first date, right? And don't worry guys, later we're going to go into some really cool, like I'm going to show you examples, winning email copies, templates that you can have. 
And also we're going to roast some pretty shitty and like bad email examples. So that's going to be fun too. So you can see this in action, but this grueling soul sucking experience of door to door marketing taught me that outbound works, but it's all about targeting and nailing a 15 second pitch. Now, when I say targeting back when I was a Mr. House painter, I learned targeting. So what I learned was, oh, if I go to certain zip codes or certain neighborhoods where the houses are like hundred years old, because I'm from New York and you know, some of the houses are like 1800s or even earlier. I realized if I go to these older neighborhoods, they're more likely to need work. And I would get twice as many leads if I went to an older neighborhood. So that's when I learned about the power of targeting. And I love these like real world examples. I feel like sometimes this online business, it feels like it's almost like not work. So sometimes I find these like real world examples are really helpful to, I mean, they all translate, right? It's just, they translate to online business. It's all just the same thing, right? But that taught me that outbound works and it's all about targeting, nailing a 15 second pitch, which you'll learn how to do that today through emails. It can also be done for $0. It costs me nothing but time to go out and knock door to door. It costs nothing but time to send emails or a LinkedIn message, which is amazing. Like in what other world can you get clients for $0, right? That means anybody anywhere can create success if they put in the time. You can delegate it. Eventually, I hired like 10, 15 college kids to go around and knock door to door for me. Then I ended up building a whole sales team. So you know that's what I learned as well. And again, you're not selling the product, you're selling the next step and just trying to initiate a conversation. So when you're thinking about your messaging, like who in the chat, just type in the chat a one if you're already doing cold outreach. Just guys, type in the chat, are you new to this method or are you already doing some like DMs or emails or something? So yeah, if you just take one tip away, stop trying to sell your product and your service and just try to sell the fact that like this person should talk to you. And you can do that by just pointing out a problem or sharing like a problem that you help the client solve. We'll see examples of it. And Angela says, I've been doing it already for about a year. I've tried in the past, but failed. Yeah, me too. So yeah, we're going to cover like the do's and don'ts today. Now, anyway, after four years of like really hard real life business of construction business and knocking door to door and building sales team, I moved on. And I wanted to get into the online space. It was initially like Ty Lopez, Sam Ovens, if you know those guys that got me into it, those videos, the famous video, right? So I went into B2B and I went to start my own agency. But this, like the door-to-door -door thing wasn't going to work. It was kind of different, right? So I had to take the same thing I learned, the skill of outbound, and put it into digital form. Because if I'm running an agency, like I need to use email and LinkedIn and like DMs, right? I didn't want to go like business to business. So I took the skill I learned, but I transformed it into digital form. I wish I started with it though. I didn't. At first, I tried tons of things that didn't work and failed, failed miserably before discovering what's now our outbound organic sales system on accident, actually. And you've probably tried some of these things before too. Maybe you've tried running ads on Facebook or Google or TikTok. We do Facebook ads currently. Maybe you've tried posting on social media. Maybe you've done networking, went to events. When I first started, I went to a lot of events. And maybe you're doing like podcasts, blogs, or your website to try to get leads. And maybe you're, you've even tried dancing on TikTok for leads, right? I haven't tried that one yet. So when I got started, I looked at and tried a lot of those things when I started my agency, Magic Clicks. And I'm not going to say none of it worked. A lot of it did fail, but I did get a few clients from those methods, but nothing worked as good as you know what's now the outbound organic sales system. This was really like the, the number one breakthrough. Angela says she did most of those things. Yeah, definitely. That's the problem. That's what I find is really difficult. Like all of the methods work to get clients. This is what's hard, right? Anything you could do works to some degree to get clients, but it's like, what's the right one for you at this stage? You got to do the right thing at the right time. So that's, that's, it's, I know it can feel like information overload sometimes when there's like, oh my God, 30 ways to get clients, but you don't need 30. You just need one. You can get pretty far with just one way to get clients, right? So if you just do what I show you today, it's going to be, it's going to be golden. But again, I discovered this accidentally though, only after stumbling and being stuck like many of you for a while, it was what seemed like forever. For context, in 2017, I was a struggling agency owner. I put that in quotes because it was just me and a partner. I wasn't like, I was an agency of one, right? I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. 
I had 300 bucks in my bank account. Literally, I was living in a car in Flagstaff, Arizona. So I was like traveling and trying to go to like cities and get clients. And I was weeks away from having to go back home, live with my mom and pops and beg for my old job back. Because I had went from like a fairly successful corporate job to starting my own thing. And then I felt like I went like backwards. To make it worse, there was one point it was Valentine's Day and I couldn't afford to take my girlfriend out to dinner. Like I was like, I can't, I was like, I could barely afford to go to Waffle House, which if you don't know that it's like a pretty like mediocre kind of often like ghetto food place in the US. So I was completely like emasculated and embarrassed by that. And she had, that girlfriend ended up leaving me and I don't blame her. Like any movie, this was the truth. Like, this is how it was, right? I had no girlfriend, a failed agency. I was living in a car. At one point, I was even sneaking into the Marriott for free breakfast, like this happy gent in the photo. So yeah, that was like my lowest point until, you know, things worked out, a glimmer of hope. Within two weeks, I got a client for 1500 bucks a month, then another for 2K a month. And then literally two days later, another one for 2K a month. So soon enough, I was, you know, pulling in 10 to 15K revenue a month. And finally, I can move into like a real apartment and get on my feet. But how? Again, I tried a bunch of things. At first, I tried cold calling. And only I got verbally slapped by gatekeepers and receptionists, right? And then I tried walking into businesses because I tried, I, I was like, when I did construction, this outbound thing worked, but can I do it here? So I tried walking into businesses in Arizona. I also got ghosted. No one wanted to let me speak to the owner. And I just felt stalkery. Like one time I even waited around till nighttime for a gym owner to finish work so I could talk to him by his car. And, and it was as if I was going to mug him for a deal. It just felt like really, yeah, creepy, right? I wanted a sales method that felt natural and genuine. I never wanted to be like that pushy, sleazy salesperson that we all know, right? So again, I consider Facebook and Google ads, but that would have meant like 3K minimum, 10K a month to test out with no guarantee it would work. I was a beginner at ads. And if I wanted to hire an agency, well, that's another two to 5K a month, right? I wasn't like an expert media buyer and I just didn't have the, the cash, to, uh, cash to spend. I was already struggling living in a van as a Marriott free breakfast connoisseur and I didn't have the money to lose or the credit. So I considered content social media. I did make a few posts which got liked, commented, and shared by my mom and made fun of by my friends. And I knew that this would work, but I knew it would take years to build an audience. And I didn't have years. I wanted clients this month and next month. So the cold calling thing, the door-to-door -door was faster, but it was time-consuming and again, soul-sucking. Like it's a lot of rejection when you do that kind of selling. So I thought, what if I email them? Same method, outbound, but the same method that was proven in my construction business, but different channel. So I sent a few hundred emails with no reply, very sad. But then I realized I needed to work on my offer. So we crafted an attractive, low-risk offer for our niche, which was gyms and health businesses, like, you know, like health clubs, sports clubs, and worked hard to develop our copy. Then we sent out personalized videos via email to our niche, just 25 to 50 a day. And this worked. And we went on to keep refining the cold email process. That's what, again, got me that first 10 15K a month barrier. And that was the breakthrough. Sending simple emails was the number one breakthrough. And it got me to 10 15K monthly and everything took off. Now, that strategy was five years ago. I would do it a little bit differently today. But yeah, it was personalized videos that helped us stand out. So in summary, digital outbound, email, LinkedIn, DMs, social DMs, if done the right way, is the number one method to get started with. Now, important, I would never bash the other methods. Like I know some gurus, they'll be like, oh, this thing is the best marketing strategy. Like, no, like they all work, right? They all just have different purposes. So I would never bash the other methods. And, and I use these other channels at Revenue Boost. Facebook ads, events, content, social media, podcasts, networking, referrals, blah, blah, blah. We do most of it, right? We, you guys have probably found this presentation from an ad or a Facebook community or our podcast. The difference is, this is important. We started with outbound. It's our core channel and we added other channels later. So this is where I first learned that business growth is about doing the right thing at the right time. And that's one of my top learning lessons is do the right thing at the right time. And this is why you got to spend regular time for like reflection, you know, thinking, going on walks and, you know, sitting down, strategizing. And also ideally work with experts who have the knowledge of what's right for you and can point you to the next step. 
because again, you don't want to do the wrong thing at the right time, right? As far as, you know, where does this cold outreach fit into your marketing mix? If we know that all of them work, if you don't have an acquisition system yet, and you still get most of your clients from referrals and networking, outbound is going to be the logical first step. So again, it's not about what's the best. It's about what makes sense for you. This is what I would recommend building the base of your acquisition system on because it's the simplest sending emails. It's the quickest. Again, like I showed you Jonathan before who got a client like his third day. It doesn't always happen like that, but again, like you can within a few days, just get it up. Even within like one day of just getting your first campaign up as a beginner, it's, it's that easy. Not to say easy, but you know, I would say there's just not so many moving parts. Like if you're going to build complex ads and funnels and it's also the cheapest, you could start with $0. You can use software that helps, but really $0. Like you guys can literally, while you're watching this presentation, well, not while, maybe after, after this presentation is over, go start messaging people, like go take what you're going to learn the rest of this and just like do it right away. It's just super simple to get started. So this is kind of like our three phase lead gen system that we've went through. So this has been my journey with building revenue boost. And now what we walk our clients through. The agencies that do the best and grow the most are the ones that have excellent offers, great marketing and great sales systems. Now the customer acquisition process can be really hard to master. There's a lot that goes into generating leads, closing deals, building a sales team, especially since our industry is so competitive and there's so many agencies and freelancers out there, it makes it really hard to stand out and grow and win you know, the clients that you want. Now, fortunately, we've created a free Facebook community with trainings, weekly live sessions, and tons of really valuable networking opportunities with six, seven, and eight figure agency owners. You can find it here on Facebook at B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. So right now go to Facebook, do a search and type in B2B sales and marketing secrets. Or you can just add me on Facebook, AJ Casada, and find a link on my profile. There's also a free mini course inside on how to generate more leads, close more deals, and scale your agency. I highly recommend you join. It'll only take one minute. And if you ever need any questions or need advice, just email me at aj at revenueboost.net. So again, if you ever want to drop me a question, email me at aj at revenueboost.net. I love helping agencies and sharing ideas about how they can grow further. And again, go join our free Facebook community, guys. It's so valuable. We have great trainings in there, great posts, and tons and tons of content that we don't normally share with the public. So go to the Facebook group right now, B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. Drop me a message once you're in there. I love to connect with our community members and check out the video trainings and the free course we have inside. See you there. Now back to the show. So Outbound is first. Outbound helps you validate your offer and message fast and you know make profit. Then you can do inbound, right? You get new leads and it makes your outbound work better. If you have a lead gen system you're doing outbound first, you'll get a consistent flow of leads. And once you have um, the short-term taken care of, once you have leads and appointments coming in, then you can focus on more long-term things. So it's really important to like not spend too much time in long-term things when you really need to take care of the short-term and bring in clients now and vice versa. How many of you guys put a one in the chat if you ever felt like you're on a hamster wheel, like you're just taking care of like the short-term. I'm just looking for the next client. I'm just looking to make sure that this month goes well, right? I'm just looking to fulfill for my clients and keep them. Put a one in the chat if that's ever happened to you or if you're in that right now. If you're only, only focused on the short term, you can still make money and grow a business, but you're not really going to be able to like grow. You want to be focusing on long-term things. And this is one thing I remember learning from Sam Evans as well, because he said that he at first he tried building a SaaS company when he was like a, like a young kid, like 18 years old. And it didn't work because that's like a long-term venture that takes a lot of money to build and scale, right? And he didn't have that. So it didn't work because he didn't have short-term revenue coming in. So outbound can get you that short-term revenue coming in, which buys you time to work on inbound. Like our brand and our Facebook group, like there's like 7,000 people in our community now, but it's taking years to build that, right? So outbound is a great first step because you can get clients tomorrow. 
And then once you have that system working, then you can use, you can do inbound content, podcast, all that, and then start to have that. Cause again, that takes a long time to build an audience. And then thirdly, you can do paid ads to accelerate your existing growth. So I would never recommend starting out with paid ads because if you start a new business with paid ads, that's a recipe to burn a lot of money. And unless you're rich or have a trust fund, I would not recommend doing that either way. I personally prefer paid ads more for accelerating existing growth. So when you already have like, okay, this is my offer. This is my niche. I've got in my first 10, 20, 30 clients, whatever it is. Then you can look at like reinvesting to accelerate that. Cause then you'll know that you have something that works. If you put a bunch of money in paid ads, all that it does is it shines a light on what you're doing. What you're doing is like inefficient or you're all over the place or you don't really have like many clients yet, or you're not very, like very dialed in with your copy and your offer, your message. You're just going to shine a bigger light on like an inefficient thing, right? So you want to wait till everything is really in order before you start to do paid ads. So outbound first. So that's kind of the strategy and how it fits into the weeds. It looks like everyone can relate a lot to that last thing, right? So many big ideas and dreams for the future, but I'm just struggling with getting clients. Yeah, we've all been there, right? The big ideas for the future, that's the fun stuff, right? That's the really exciting stuff, but you need to get the short-term taken care of so that revenue is coming in, right? The money just keeps the business alive. And then you can afford to work more in the long-term, but that's what I mean by doing the right thing at the wrong time, right? Some people, they try to do like social media right away, build a huge brand, which takes years when they don't have a way to get clients like this month, right? So do the right thing at the right time. Now to define the term, I look at inbound as when the prospect initiates the conversation and outbound is when you initiate the conversation. So there's a lot of different definitions, but this is how I define it. Inbound is like, I put something out there and add a billboard, a newspaper ad. That's a joke. I don't know who, if people still do that. But yeah, content goes out there and the prospect has to raise their hand and like start the conversation. Outbound is when you go to the prospect, virtually, physically, whatever, and you message them first and initiate the conversation. So that's kind of really like what it means. Outbound is really one-to-one prospecting at scale. Again, low to no cost, low effort, delegatable. That's a word I made up. High ROI, low CPA, highly targeted leads in any niche. We'll talk about targeting. No audience required, no complicated software or tech needed. Anyone anywhere can do it. That's why I love it. It's like just, it just works, right? So there's also different use cases. We're mostly focusing right now on getting clients, but like you can use outbound to get partnerships or JVs. You can use it to get speaking engagements. That's me below on the Futures podcast where I, that, that was awesome. That got like 40,000 views. Some of you here in this, in this webinar might've even like, like found out about me or revenue boost because of that video. That started by me cold emailing the guy that runs the show, Chris Doe. So yeah, um, use it to get clients, but you can use it for other things in your business, even hiring. So that's the really cool thing. Uh, yeah, JVs is joint ventures. So when you like partner with another company, like share referrals or whatever it is, it's versatile, right? You can use this for everything. Again, hiring employees as well. Now there's two different ways to approach it. And again, getting back to getting clients. I think those other methods are really cool and no one's talking about this, but this is like, if you got yourself booked on 10 podcasts in your niche, you're going to get clients like for sure. You're going to get clients like right away if you go get yourself booked on podcasts. And that could be as simple as sending 20 to 30 emails in your niche and getting booked on a podcast, right? Just by reaching out to the influencer. So that's really awesome. But anyway, back to getting clients. There's a mass blast versus a hyper-personalized approach. There's been a lot of debate in the cold email outreach community about how this works or what the best one is. Mass blast means you focus on quantity over quality. You're trying to like, you know, get a list of 10,000 people and send the same email to all of them. Hyper-personalized is when you focus on quality over quantity. So that's like dream 100. Imagine you have a list of like 50 CEOs you want to work with, 50 business owners, and you really like nurture them and like send a personalized message and do your research and like follow up on multiple channels, right? So you can go hyper-personalized, focus on like a small list, but high response rate. Or mass blast, which is a big list and a lower response rate. But they both, again, there's no 
right or wrong. There's just pros and cons. I always like to think of everything like that. So mass blast is you focus on quantity over quality. The benefits are rapid testing. You know, if I send out 5,000 emails, I can get a quick response on like, okay, this message worked or this email template didn't get a reply and I learned fast about my market, right? It's a volume game, right? And sometimes you might need to play a volume game. If you're reaching out to like, so like I've worked with some SaaS companies and SaaS companies have a hard time paying for ads because they have customers for $10, $100 a month which means that, you know, it's like really hard for them to recoup that, right? They, so, sometimes they just can't even do it. Like, especially if you really need to play the volume game, this is a great way to, you know, do the mass blast because you'll just get many, many people in the door. And also it gives you a wide net to catch people who have the problem. So, you know, when you're writing your outreach messaging, you want to talk about the problem you solve. You don't want to talk about the product. Really important. We'll go into more of that later. If you email 5,000 businesses, like for damn sure, at least one of those 5,000 businesses has the excruciating problem that you solve, right? So the cool thing about Mass Blast is you get your message out there to many people. And, you know, the ones that really have the problem right now, they're going to be like, they're going to raise their hand and be easy to, to work with, right? Because they, they're struggling right now, right? So you put out a wide net, a wide net, and you catch what I call like people who are solution aware. Hyper-personalized quality of quantity, you get a higher response rate. Um, it's easier to break through the high value prospects. So if you're reaching out to like hard to reach people, like big influencers, CEOs of Fortune 5,000 or 500 companies, people that are really hard to reach, you're going to have a better chance with like a personalized crafted message. And you can also be pickier on who you reach out to. So again, like you can pick, this is also why AppBound is really cool because you can, you can essentially choose your clients. Guys, put a one in the chat if you've ever had a shitty client. And by shitty client, like I just mean like it wasn't a right fit or maybe they were just like really like horrible to work with, like complain, didn't pay a lot. And it doesn't have to necessarily be like, a, like an awful client, but like we've all had clients that weren't really the right fit for our service. And, and that's okay, right? It's not for everyone. But with, so put a one in the chat if you ever dealt with some, you know, really tough, hard to handle clients. Everyone's putting a one in the chat, right? Who hasn't, right? You haven't been in business if you haven't had a client who was like, you were going to take them on, right? But that's how you learn. So with Outbound, you can pick who you reach out to. If I know a lot of our clients have like, you know, marketing agencies, like e-commerce agencies or, or marketing ads funnels. If I know that, you know, okay, this company wants to work with, let's say, e-commerce brands that do 5 million in revenue, you can build a list of companies that have 5 million in revenue. So a lot of times I hear like, oh, AJ, like I'm dealing with clients that can't pay me that much. And it's like, okay, well, that's not an offer or a sales problem. That's probably a, a marketing problem. I mean, it's, it's most definitely a marketing problem, right? So if you're getting clients who can't afford what you want to charge, just get different clients, right? And, you know, this is why relying on referrals is tough because you don't really get to choose. But with outreach, you can literally choose a list of 1,000 businesses that fit your criteria. They're in the country. They're in the industry. They have the revenue that you're looking for. And it's like, like, it's as simple as just doing that, right? What a lot of people do is they lower their prices to match what the market they're dealing with when really they should change the market to match the pricing that they want. Now, what should I choose? Both. Uh, generally, I, I advise our you know, clients and students to start with quantity first because it helps you just test faster and, and learn about your messaging. But you might be in a scenario where you need to go the hyper quality route first. Like you, maybe you have a small market or you have mega high value prospects and you just, you're forced to do it, right? So here's an example. Let's say you're advertising to a specific niche like founders of fitness apps or franchise owners in the, re in the restaurant industry. Or one of our clients has a creative agency that helps marketing directors at some of the biggest apparel companies in the world. Try reaching that with paid ads. If you're rich, then it might work. But like sometimes in a really, really specific ICP, a really, really specific target market, you almost need to do like personalized outreach because how else do you get a hold of them? This is a graphic from my buddy, Colin Stewart. It's from his uh, Predictable Revenue Field Guide. He has a book about it. 
And it's actually not really one or the other. It's kind of a spectrum. So like on one end, you can have one templated message that goes out to tens of thousands of people. On the other end, you can have hyper-personalized, select 20 people and reach out to them one by one. But there's also like, you can do something in the middle, right? You can have a list of like, you know, 500 businesses, 500 businesses, 500 businesses, and, and you know, still automated, but like segmented by niche. Um, so you, you can do, again, kind of like the best of both, which we'll talk about as well. So here's what we know. The, the advantages of outbound, the channels, the use cases, and the two different ways to approach it. But again, in the long term, you want to do both because they're just different tools with different benefits. Now, here's the repeatable revenue method. Here's our really our three-step system. And this is why I love outreach because like, doesn't this just feel good on your eyes to look at? It's like, there's only three steps. How many times have you seen someone promoting their system, like some you know marketing expert, and they're like, look at my system. They post a screenshot on Facebook and it's like this long convoluted 29-step funnel. And they're probably even building that, not even to make themselves money. They're probably building that just because they want to feel good and feel smart, honestly. Maybe there's a point when you're really scaling and you're in like, especially if you're selling digital products, you know, you could have a longer funnel, but like, if you're starting out, you don't need a 30 step funnel, right? Like that's just going to take you like, no, like that's just going to be impossible. Right. And you're going to be too overwhelmed. You're not even going to try. So there's just three steps to outreach, which is why it's also great to get started with. Number one is identify, which is find prospects and build a list of them and get their contact information on a Google spreadsheet. I'll share the tools as well. Number two is message them. You start reaching out to them with a template you write. And number three is follow up and schedule appointments. It's not easy, but it's simple, right? So you do the first step periodically. You might create a lead list for the next few weeks or months. And then daily, you'll send new messages or have a tool do it for you and get leads. And then every day, you just got to spend maybe 10 to 30 minutes looking at your new leads, like looking at who's re replied and just book them into calls. And you can also have a VA do that too. Now, hold up, go back a minute. You have to really get clear on your foundations before you get into messaging people, your niche offer messaging. This is super, super important. When I started Revenue Boost and we started doing like sales coaching and helping people with cold outreach to get leads, I didn't really have this included in part of our program and, and, and our coaching, but then I like, it just kept coming up and up over and over again. And I realized like, this is where the, the magic happens. This is what makes or breaks a marketing campaign. Because if you don't really have a niche and you're serving everybody, if you don't really have an offer and you just do whatever people like pay you for, or you do have an offer, but it's kind of fuzzy. And if you don't have your messaging defined, if you don't, to me, like the, the niche offer messaging, it's like the who, the what, and the, and the why. So the niche is the who, who am I targeting? The offer is the what, what am I offering them? The messaging is why, like, why should they care? That's like how you explain the value of it, right? If you get these three things right, then outreach is going to be easier because a lot of times our clients send me like their copy for review. And I can tell that the template they sent looks good, but the problem is they're not clear in their niche, their offer, and their messaging is, is vague, right? So this is the, yeah, the hard stuff that really like, if you get this right, all the outreach is easier. If you just got this right and really dialed this in, like, you know, your templates, your campaigns, your copy, they kind of just write themselves. So it becomes easier. And also optimize your digital presence on LinkedIn. People are going to check out your profile. Make sure you look good. Those are the most important eight points. And don't worry, guys, you guys can get the slides. You can like just text me on Facebook and I'll give you the slides or I'll just rem remind me, I'll drop it in the chat later. And then email is simple. You just want to have a profile picture so people know that you're legit and you're not like some scammer and have a signature that shows like a little bit about your company. So you don't have to do a, like build a whole brand, but at least get these basics covered. Now the three steps, identify. The tools are LinkedIn for sales navigator. So that's premium LinkedIn. This gives you advanced search features to find your clients. And email, you can use databases like Apollo, any leads or D7, but Apollo is a good place to start. So this is pretty cool, guys. You can go in, let's say you target gyms, right? Like our good friend Hermosi. You can basically go into Apollo and say, hey, I want gyms. And one of our clients is doing this right now. I want to target gyms that are in California and have at least like three locations. You could do that and you can get a list of like a thousand of them or 10,000 of them right away. 
So there's databases where you can get contact information like at scale. Uh, Apollo is a good one to use. On LinkedIn, you have to add people as friends before you message them, but emails, you can get sent it right away. Again, get their email from Apollo or any leads and uh, send an email right away. Now convert, get a meeting. So here's the thing. You can't automate like 100% of it. There's still some human touch required. I don't recommend trying to automate this part. Once you have leads, people responding to your emails or messaging on, on LinkedIn or wherever, you got to like respond to them. You got to qualify them. You got to show them that there's value in meeting with you and set up a winnable meeting. So you need to be checking each day just for at least for a few minutes, check for new leads and you got to like follow up with them, right? They don't just magically book. Sana said, will we get all these slides? Yes, sure. Uh, just shoot me a message on Facebook. I'll, I'll, I'll leave my link later and you guys can text me and I'll just forward it there. Again, you just need to optimize these three steps. Assuming you have clarity on your offer and your niche and your messaging is dialed in, assuming that you're good on these on these uh, big three, then you just need to optimize, again, the three steps, right? Just these three things. So that's why I love outreach because the less variables you have to optimize, the faster you get results. Because again, if you're one of those guys that has like the 30-step complex funnel, that's 30 things you need to A-B test and analyze and measure and improve, right? I'm not like, I don't want that. That's like, that's just going to stress me out. So when I say it's stupid simple, like it is, again, not always easy, but it's simple. And here's what the system can bring. This is Slava, again, a complete beginner. He launched a campaign. He had his first call on Monday and his first sale on Tuesday. That was like, I was like, oh my God. Second positive response today, book a call, increase average to 50 emails a day. So again, that's what the system can do. When you optimize those three steps redundantly, it's, it works like that. And here's a client targeting medical practices and like private therapy clinics. Um, she was stuck at 29K a month. And then we helped her double to 50K a month just from this one system. Uh, and that's awesome, right? And look at this last line. It says, have I thanked you enough yet? I can't believe this is finally a reality and I can handle, service in, handle sales internally, literally a dream. I love this story because she was hiring like legion agencies. She was trying to like outsource her sales and none of them really worked. And now she was able to have the power to do it herself, which I also recommend. It's good to be able to get your own leads and eat your own dog food, right? So back to the three steps, let's go deep dive on the first one. When it comes to building your list, there's not a really like a perfect size, but as long as it's good fit prospects, the more the merrier because you'll use them all later. But if you have below 1,000 prospects in your list, you might be like overthinking it and making too specific of a list. Not always. If you're doing that like, you know, personalized account-based marketing approach, maybe not, but just generally, that's what I see. You don't want to like overthink building the perfect list. And if your list has over a hundred thousand people, that's a good chance you're, you're too broad and you should, you know, get more specific. So one to 20,000 is a good starting point. And what if I told you that you could reach out to owners at restaurant chains with five locations, 50 employees on the West coast or in LA or creative directors at AI SaaS companies in Tel Aviv who just received their venture capital, their second or third round. You can, that's how powerful this is. That's why this is the most hyper-targeted method. So again, if you really wanna laser in on the best clients, like you can find them. And here's how it actually looks. Again, guys, we'll do Q&A at the end. So if anyone has questions on list building, we'll do it at the end. But this is what LinkedIn looks like. You basically put it in the qualities of your dream clients and it spits you out a list. Like that's really what it is. It's not always gonna give you a great list. So you need to learn how to use the filters. The 80-20 is like, you don't need all these filters here, but you at least need the stuff on the right, which is keywords, geography, industry, job titles, company headcount, and then spotlights, which are like intent-based filters. Like they posted recently or they raised money. So you don't need every filter, but you have to make sure you're at least defining people into like an industry. You only want to go after like one function or one type of job title. Like you don't want to send the same message to a CEO that you would send to like a creative director or a marketing manager, because those people care about different things. They care about different problems. So you want a different message for each, right? Those six things on the right are the most important filters. Every time you build a list, just get those six, right? 
And that's really the 80-20, right? There's other filters that are cool too, like play around, have a ball, but like don't get lost in it for like days in your basement because you can. Um, there's a lot of filters, but just those six on the right is what's going to give you the, you know, the most bang for your buck. If you're reaching out to people on LinkedIn, make sure they're active. If you scroll down to their LinkedIn page and you're doing it personally, you can see if they've posted recently or commented. So don't message everyone on LinkedIn if they're not really using the channel. Now with emails, you want to verify your emails and you want to clean your list. Never bounce or find email. And these are tools that basically you can clean your list means you have a thousand emails from a, from a tool, from a database, but 100 of those emails might be inaccurate. They might be old. The person might have like retired. So you put them in never bounce or find email. And that basically scans and it tells you which emails are going to bounce, which emails are bad. And you want to remove those from your list. So basically you can make sure you're only emailing like real people with the correct email address. Now, at the end of this stage, you, sh you should have a lead list inside of LinkedIn and or an email list inside of a spreadsheet. Again, you want to build your list and then you start attacking it, right? Step two is messaging. So question is, how do I get people to read, reply to my message? For any of you guys that are currently doing outreach, like have you struggled to just even like get a reply and like not get ghosted? Just put a one in the chat if that's happened. And how do I stand out in the noisy world where the average executive gets 300 emails a day? Again, it's easy to get ghosted, right? Especially, you know, Halloween's here. It's spooky season, right? But you don't want to get ghosted. You just have to really understand your target customer and get great at copywriting. And that's how you're going to make sure you get replies. So some of you guys might've seen this before. This is the five stages of awareness coined by Eugene Schwartz, famous copywriter, marketing dude. And really the whole idea is that every prospect goes through five stages before they buy something. They're unaware. They're just living their life. They're problem aware, which means they know there's a problem, but they don't really know like what it is or what the solution is. They're solution aware, which means they've started to look for solutions and research. And then they're product aware, which means they've started to talk to people. They're just trying to like make a decision. And then there's most aware, which is like they're about to buy. So look at the bullet, the arrows on the left. What you should do is write to people that are problem aware and solution aware. So write your message, like calling out a problem and showing that you have a solution. But what you shouldn't do is, be, is write emails that are products aware, right? And this is what everyone does. Remember earlier, we talked about someone that sends you an email or sends you a message on LinkedIn or Facebook. And it's like this long, super long pitch about their product or service. Again, that's skipping the sales process. That's skipping the buyer's journey. A very, very tiny percent of any market is like product aware and looking for like the best product and like the best features right now, right? Most people are not. So you alienate everybody when you go right to your sales pitch, right? Now, when you're writing your copy, you have to answer these questions or really this is what goes on subconsciously in your prospect's mind. They like, think about when you read an email, when you read a, a, an email or like, a, like someone messages you on LinkedIn, subconsciously thinking like, how can you help me? Who are you? And what are you asking for? And kind of in that order. First, it's like, how can you help me? Right? Because it's a stranger. They have no reason to care about you yet. Right? So it's like, first, how can you help me? If they know that you can help them, then they want to know who you are. They'll check out your profile, your email signature. And then they'll want to know, okay, this is interesting, but what are you asking me for? So you want to have a clear you know, call to action to book a call or whatever. Now here's uh, my top messaging principles. First, you want to sell the next step. The goal is curiosity and interest, not to sell and inform. Um, again, you want to start a conversation, not advertise. So that's really the big mindset shift. That's really important. Try to start a conversation. Don't think about advertising your product or service, right? And also you want to focus on you versus I. Rewriting an email the other day for a client and it was like, we do this or we do this or we do this. And you don't want we or I, it's, it's you. Your prospect cares about themselves, not you. Like they just met you five seconds ago when they read your email. So uh, talk about themselves. People obviously are more interested in their own problems than they are interested in your problems and the fact that you need clients. And I know it sounds obvious, but if you look at most cold emails, most pitches, like that's what it looks like, right? It's like, it's just the person is like telling you that you need to solve their problem of working with them. 
Relevance is key too. I can't tell you how many times I get emails from people trying to offer me like outsourced software development services. Let's have a, a quick laugh right now. Put a one in the chat if you've ever had someone email you something or pitch you something or call you something that was like software development or like something totally random and unrelated to your business. Like you were like, why are you emailing me this? Right? Everyone's dropping once, right? Yeah. So people just don't like, they don't target right, right? If you're trying to sell meat to a vegan, it doesn't matter if you have the best meat in the world and if it costs a penny, like they're not going to compromise their morals to work to, to eat your meat, right? So essentially you need to have a relevant offer, right? So this is rare, just building a good list and having targeting is right, right? You want to be people-centric, problem-centric. You, you want to talk about people, talk about problems. So talk about the other person, talk about the problems they might be experiencing, not talking about your product, right? When they know that you can help them with a problem, then they look for a product or then they're going to ask you, how does your offer work, right? But start with a problem. Like understand their world. You want to understand the words they use. So you don't want to use language like, you know, have you guys ever gotten like a scene an ad and it's really like buzzword. It's like, you know, I want to enhance and transform and innovate your lead generation. Like I see that all the time. And it's like, again, I think people just say that to try to sound smart, but it loses your prospects because I don't talk to my business partner and say, Hey, Bella, today we need an innovative groundbreaking transformative lead gen solution. I would never say that. Right. So you want to use the words that your prospects use. And also you have to answer the question of what's in it for me. You want to stick to results and benefits, not features. You want to keep it short and simple. Again, I would have six sentences, a hundred words max. I try to always stay under a hundred words and it should be conversational. Here's a really good pro tip. Uh, this is important. When you write your, your copy, your email template, read it out loud or even read it to a friend or a colleague. If it sounds awkward, weird, or robotic, and it doesn't sound like something that you would say to someone on, on a call or at a coffee shop, then you need to rewrite it. So it should not sound like a template, right? It should, be, it should really be conversational. So you want to personalize it and also do your research if you can. And make it easy to respond to. Don't send someone an email and ask them to like you on Facebook, follow you, download something, book a call, and like do a backflip. Like they shouldn't have to jump through hoops. Just have one thing you're asking. Hey, can I send you more information? Hey, can we have a call next week? Just simple, right? Writing guidelines, try to stay under a seventh grade reading level. If you use Hemingway, it's an app that helps you adjust your writing. Seventh grade reading level, maximum 100 words. And a study by lavender.ai, they said emails with 25 to 50 words have twice the reply rate. That's pretty insane. That's not much at all. That's like three sentences. Again, read it out loud. The tone has to be a friend in a coffee shop, an email you get from a team member. You can't sound like a walking ad. If your email sounds like an ad, it's not going to work. And there's sometimes where like you could write something that actually would maybe work in an ad or it would work on your website, but it would not work in an email or, or an outbound message because people are not opening up their email to be advertised to. They're not opening up their emails. They're opening up their emails to have conversations, right? So that's the difference. You always have to customize like the copy to the, the context, essentially. So this is a checklist. You guys can just take a, uh, just for time purposes, just take a screenshot of this. This is a good little checklist we give our clients when they're writing their copy. Take a quick screenshot of that and you'll get the slides after. Core framework and key points. You want to have, you know, again, intro, problem, desire, solution, CTA. So if you're wondering how can I write an email that's only five sentences, you only really need these four points, right? Point out a problem they have or a desire they have and tell them that you can solve it in a good way and have a call to action. Now, what you don't want to do is long essay with links and attachments. You also get marked in spam. You want it to be readable in 45 seconds. You know, don't have tons of attachments. Make it an essay. Don't pitch so hard. Don't talk about yourself. It just comes off like self-centered, right? And don't discuss features, not benefits. You want to discuss benefits. So let's look at some quick examples. Look in the emails here. Everything marked red or yellow is like not really good. Take a quick look. Tell me what you think sticks out. Let's look at the green ones first. The green one at the bottom says, AJ, quick question on Matt. 
hey, AJ, I read Janet Buck's recommendation on LinkedIn. And she mentioned, okay, that would get my attention because like this person saw my LinkedIn and they're writing me something personal. So it seems like this is real, right? And the one at the top, it says, stressed, AJ. AJ, here's a quick exercise to reduce sales stress. So that's pretty cool because it's like calling out a pain point. Entrepreneurs have stress. In the subject line, it says, you know, here's a quick exercise to reduce it. And I'm like, that got me to click. It got me curious. Everything else, what is it? Me, me, me. Look at the two at the top, right? They're saying, are you available tomorrow? Available in the morning. Dude, I just met you. Why am I going to make myself available for an hour call with you, right? So again, like people just rush to, to the pitch. That's really the biggest problem. Here's an example of a good email. Following the Hey, Mike, I saw you're hiring AEs and you can do this automated, by the way. You can message people that are hiring right now. So you're hiring AEs. I imagine you're looking for ways to reduce their ramp time as much as possible. Most sales leaders I speak to are struggling to get it below the industry average of five to six months. Can I send a quick video showing you how we can cut that time in half by ensuring every AE you hire is a top performer? So put in the chat, guys. What do you like about this email? First, it's so short, right? This email is like so short. I love that. But what do you guys think? What about this email would get your attention if you were like a sales manager or a sales director? First, what I notice is they're using a lot of industry language, right? Ramp time, AEs, top performer, like that's pretty awesome, right? And what do you guys like? Yeah, so industry jargon, the video hook, right? That's cool. Rather than saying like, hey, let's you know have a call. It's all about the client. There's no risk. I can watch the video and say no. That's good too, right? This is Yeah, so here's the thing, guys. Even if you're offering someone a free consultation, it's still a risk. They risk 60 minutes of their time with an irrelevant sales pitch, right? So yeah, saying, can I give you a quick video? That's awesome. Directly addressing the pain point, no bullshit whatsoever. That's great. Yeah, right to the point of clear messaging. So this is a great example. Here's one from one of our clients. He's in e-commerce and very competitive niche, but this was working really well. Hey, Grant, I discovered the five-star reviews your company receives for its products. Congrats on the success. I noticed you're not using dynamic checkout on your product pages, which significantly increases conversion rates, especially on mobile. I've helped over 65 eyewear e-commerce brands redesign their site, focusing on this to boost conversion rates by 40%. I have a few ideas that'll increase your revenue. That's amazing. This one crushed it, right? So what do you guys like about this one? What stands out about this message here? If you're an e-commerce owner, like this would catch your attention for sure. There's like so many things that are good about this, this template here. So what about this template do you guys like? First of all, also there's no risk because he's just saying, hey, I have some ideas I want to share. Do you want some help? So he's not immediately asking for a call, right? Social proof. Yeah. And he mentions, someone emailed me recently and they were like telling me that they worked with Amazon. And I'm like, do I look like Amazon? Like, even though that's cool for you that you worked with Amazon, that's not my niche. That's not my industry. That's not relevant, right? So you want to share like relevant social proof. Compliment, personalize, compliment. Yeah. Really good, right? Here's another one. You guys can tell me what you think about this one. And again, even though this is automated, like this is an automated campaign, but it looks personal, right? That's the cool thing about it. You can automate it and still email thousands of people. But if you just really get good at the copy and the tone, it can look personal. Like this is done with AI. Like this first line, this was ChatGPT AI. GPT for sheets. So like I didn't go on their website and say that I like their thought leadership approach. I had, you know, GPT for sheets do this for me. So you can even personalize with AI, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, wait until longer to state their work or social proof. That's pretty cool too. Yeah, if anything stands out about what you like. And then offering a free web website audit. So I'm a big fan of using lead magnets and cold outreach. Really, really works very well. You don't always have to ask for the call. If you, if you guys just change again, one thing, instead of asking for a call right away and giving your calendar link, which is again, rushing the sales process, offer a lead magnet, offer something useful, right? 
And here's the thing, it's going to take you more time to get free website audits to people in this example, but that's good because that means other people aren't doing it because most people don't want to put in the work or they're lazy or they don't have the time. Right. And again, yes, you can complain that it takes you more time to give value up front, but like it takes you more time to be more successful than other people. Right. So like you have to choose which one you want. Here's another one. Here's one of ours. Uh, we help the client add 30 K a month in monthly revenues. And yeah, this is a three sentence or four sentence uh, email. Here's let's look at some more garbagey ones. Uh, this is pretty much like a lot of emails I receive. What about this one stinks guys? Like what about this one? I probably wouldn't even read this like fully. Like I would just skim this and be like, what is this? Right? Yeah. It's very long. It's a lot to read. It's different when you're running like Facebook ads because people go on Facebook to waste time, not waste time, but like be entertained or educated. You know, maybe they're doing it at the coffee shop while they have a few minutes waiting online. But think about it. When you're in your email, you're in a different mindset. You're trying to like get shit done. You're trying to like respond to people and put out fires, answer your clients and get on with your day. So like you have very, very low short attention span. So long emails don't really work. And also Angela says they're selling the process, not their results. And it's all about him. Again, it's all about him. This is like, hi, I'm Tobias and I'm reaching you on behalf of our CEO. Like that's all about you. I don't even know your CEO, right? And then it says, with regards to a perspective, mutually beneficial collaboration between our two firms. I want to throw up like saying that, like, it's just like, again, remember we said, don't use buzzwords. Don't try to sound smart. Just try to like talk simple. Like no one would think what, like, what does that even mean? A perspective, mutual, beneficial collaboration. So that's what loses most people, right? Just talk simple. Like you're talking to like a, like a, like a child, right? Like a, like a, you know, a niece, nephew or something. We're going to move on here for the sake of time, but you guys have got the slides, but these are more like pretty bad ones that, you know, you, you can, you could just see like what not to do. Right. This one lost me at the subject line. It says let's collaboration. Like, yeah, you already lost me with the grammar, honestly. So what you should have now is once you get copyright and you send it out to your list, you should have people that express interest and ask who you are and are asking questions. So you want to craft your sequence. You want to follow up. You want to fortify the email. So I recommend don't just send one email, have a sequence of like four emails. So if they don't respond, you can follow up and be like, Hey, did you get this? Or have a different value prop. Don't send them every day. Like it's going to be too much. You don't want to get marked as spam because then you'll end up having a hard time landing in the inbox. So I would, I, here's what I, we always do whenever we launch any cold average campaign, four to five emails, two days apart and organize your templates in a Google doc first. So you can just write it aloud. But we get a lot of leads from the second or the third or the fourth email. A lot of times, if you're only sending one email, you're making a mistake because you got to follow up. Just because someone didn't reply to your first email doesn't mean they're not interested. It might just mean that they were busy or they missed it. Like it, like it just landed in like whatever. They might've just skimmed over it, right? So you need to follow up for sure. Here's what we know. Short emails, simple conversational language, one-to-one, -one, not one-to-many, casual, not salesy, not cringe, pain points, results, and social proof. If you can just nail pain points, a result, and a, social, a piece of social proof, like again, that's how you can write a three to five sentence email that really gets the point across, right? And a soft call to action to reply. Soft call to action is like, rather than asking for a meeting, you're asking for a reply or you're asking if they want to like read something, right? Really, really powerful stuff. Now, lastly, we'll do this. Then we'll move to some advanced stuff in Q&A. Where many go wrong here is they, you know, give too much information with converting. So that's the backup. Step one is getting leads, but then you have to follow up and schedule them, right? So people are going to reply to you. If, if you follow what I showed you today, you're going to have people responding in your inbox, in your DMs saying, hey, tell me more. Give me more information. Where many go wrong is they give too much information and answer too many questions. And they don't follow up enough, right? If you just give someone a calendar link and expect them to book in, some of them will forget because you're not their biggest priority yet. 
So you need to follow up. You need to check back on Friday. Hey, John, you wanted to meet. Did you get a chance to book a time yet? Right? Simple. So you need to follow up with your leads because they're not always going to convert the first try. And also like, you don't want to just book everyone into a meeting. You want to make sure it's winnable, make sure the prospect like goes through some resources before and make sure they're qualified. You can do that with a simple survey on your calendar. That's kind of the 80-20 of conversion. You want to design a follow-up sequence. So just like how you have a sequence for your messaging, like the, like the first message or email that you send to get someone interested, you want to have a sequence designed for when someone's interested. So when someone says, hey, I want more info, be prepared for that. Have a template, have follow-ups in mind, and you want to have like common responses to objections, questions pretty nailed down. It'll take you some time. You don't need to go crazy to start, but like just start getting leads and then you'll figure out how to answer them. And then you want to kind of systemize that. Keep organized. This is half the battle with follow-up. Again, like you need a CRM or at least a spreadsheet because otherwise you're not going to remember who you emailed two weeks ago that wanted to meet, right? So like keep a list and keep this organized in your CRM. And again, pre-qualify with a survey. You don't want to meet with everyone. Make sure they're a good fit. Show value in the call. Don't just say this is going to be a 60-minute consultation. Tell them like, hey, on the call, we're going to cover this, this, and this and you'll get this, this, and this. And that makes people more likely to actually show up to the meeting because they know that they're going to get value out of working with you either way. So for us, whenever we talk to someone, whenever my, my team talks to someone, we always want to make sure we give them value in the call, right? So even if they don't work with us, right? So do that, and then people are more likely to show up. And you want a pre-call sequence, emails, SMS, resources. And it's as simple as like having a workflow, right? Don't just answer emails randomly. Just you or easily someone on your team can just spend 30 minutes a day checking for new leads, respond, Look at old leads, respond, and keep all that organized in your CRM so you know what's what. Okay, cool. So part three, advanced strategies to put you in the top 1%. Just so you know, guys, like we're way over time and I want to leave time for Q&A. So just let me know what you guys are thinking. I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll skip over to the end and some Q&A, and then we'll come back to this for anyone who wants to stay longer. But yeah, I want to be respectful of everyone's time. I know we're well over, but I hope this has been valuable. I'm assuming so because 103 of you are still here. Let's pause. We'll do. We'll, we'll wrap up. We'll do some Q and A, and then if anyone wants to chat again, we can either go back to this, or maybe we'll just do a part two because there's a lot of advanced stuff that would take a lot more time to go through, and maybe we can do like a part two next week. Anyway, we'll play that by ear. But for now, I'm going to skip through this, and we're going to go to the last part. Okay, actually, I'll give you one of the advanced strategies, and then we'll move on to the Q and A, and also I'm going to give you guys the free gift at the end. So one advanced strategy is lead magnets. This is pretty cool. Giving free stuff to get business is nothing new. If you go to a grocery store, you're getting free samples at Costco. If you go to a shopping mall, you try perfume for free. When you read a book, there's a summary on the back. Software, get free trial. Cars give you a test drive. And if you buy a, a girl or a guy a drink at the bar, that's a lead magnet. That's like something free to entice them to talk to you, right? So lead magnets are nothing new, but they're really powerful. Okay, cool. Actually, everyone says, I would love a part two. Yeah, just so this doesn't become three hours, uh, we'll do a part two next week. We'll email everyone about it. But yeah, we'll, we'll go deep into the advanced stuff another day. But anyway, while we're here, lead magnets are really powerful. Here's some specific examples. So instead of offering people a call, we had an Amazon ads agency that gave people a 30-minute PPC audit, and it crushed because he said, hey, I want to give you a free audit of how your PPC can make you more money, how you can optimize your campaigns for free. And again, people don't do this because people don't want to put in the work or they're lazy or they just don't really have the time or they like they don't think of it, right? So when you do, when you give insane value up front, you separate yourself. Copywriter that did a copy analysis, SEO did an SEO report, uh, SEO agency. And me, uh, we give a 10 minute case study video and we email people and we say, hey, do you wanna watch this 10 minute case study video? So this is really cool. Lead magnets are more likely to get people to say yes. And then they're educated because if someone goes through an audit or a case study before the sales call, they're already like trusting you and they're already like, you, you build a relationship, right? And they trust that you can do the good job because you already did a good job for them in some way. 
I'm running two campaigns right now. One offers a call. Second asks if they'd like to see a case study. And this case study campaign where I give a lead magnet gives two times as many leads. So that's pretty awesome. Because again, everyone loves free. It's a smaller commitment, low risk, lots of high perceived value because it's you're putting in work for them and it's different. Now there's repeatable lead magnets where you give like an audit, like a custom marketing plan or a custom strategy or an audit or analysis. I suppose to say customized at the top, but yeah, you can either do a lead magnet where you put in the work to build it. Like you put in work each time. So customize as you deliver a new thing to each prospect. That takes more work, but it works really well. Repeatable would be like a digital product. So like a PDF or like my case study. You put in work to build it once, but you can use it over and over again. Here's examples of a custom lead magnet at audit analysis report deliverable. I had a friend that does LinkedIn lead gen and he was giving people two weeks free of lead gen. Like, can you imagine how many people said yes when he said, I want to generate leads for you for two weeks for free? And he wasn't losing money. He knew that two weeks of lead gen cost his team this, and he's willing to pay that to acquire a customer. So like, yeah, can you imagine if you just said, I'm going to do a free thing for you? Who's going to say no? Some people will, but like, if you have the stones to give a free deliverable or a free trial, like you're going to be way ahead of everyone else. Free consulting, free strategy, free marketing plan. Again, they help you stand out. If you're in a very, everyone here, type in what industry you're in in the chat. We have free cocktails, Bellis is free cocktails. I wish there was a way to deliver that remotely. That would be pretty cool. But put in the chat what industry you're in right now. And if you're in a competitive industry, lead magnets, and especially customized lead magnets where you put in actual labor stands out because there's higher perceived value and it allows you to spend time together building trust. Because if you're doing like a free plan or, or like audit for someone, they're spending time with you. So you're, you're building that relationship. Our boy Hermosi does this. I mean, think about it. He did that webinar. He's been giving free stuff for years and that's why he's, or partly why he's crushing it, right? He did, when he did the book launch, he gave a free course away, right? So most people don't have stones to do that. He does. I heard allegedly he made $4 million in like book sales already. So that's crazy, right? So lead magnets are powerful. Also get them to opt in. Don't just send people like a 30 minute audit, ask them if they want it. Cause you'll save yourself a lot of time. You can get people to kind of like say yes to your lead magnet. And also that allows you to follow up with them. Here's an example. And then we'll move on to the end. Hey, John, I'm a subscriber to your email list. After reading a few, I felt these could be improved. Can I share a quick video? I'll show you how to fix this. Even if you want to try it yourself rather than hire me. If you receive this and you know that, oh my God, there's a problem and this guy wants to fix it for me or show me how to fix it, like boom, game over, right? So yeah, lead magnets are very powerful. Cool. That's it, guys. We're going to wrap up. Um, now, yeah, stay around. We're going to do some Q&A and then I'm going to share with you guys the free gifts to everyone who stayed till the end. You guys are all troopers. Cheers for you. Uh, and then we will be in touch about a part two. But anyway, here's your free gift to everybody who stayed to the end. You all rock. You decided to give yourself this time to learn and master skills. So appreciate you spending this time to learn and grow. And congrats on being one of the fortunate few and not one of the mediocre many. And as promised, the live crew will get a special bonus, 5% off my course. Now I'm totally joking. You're going to get a free cold outreach implementation guide completely for free. This is going to be awesome. It's copy templates, a targeting SOP, and more. Basically like some tools that'll help you implement your, what we talked about today. I see a bunch of questions in the chat. Don't worry, guys. We're going to get to some rapid fire Q&A soon. It's going to be awesome. But anyways, guys, we're going to give you an implementation guide to help you with this. It's going to be ready in 24 hours. I'm putting the finishing touches on it. So message me on Facebook. I'll put my link in the chat, by the way. I'll do that right now. Message me on Facebook or LinkedIn if you want it. And then I'll remember, I'll have me or my team will send it to you tomorrow. Probably me. So yeah, within 24 hours, you're going to get this. Just make sure to message me so I know to get it to you. And we're putting the finishing touches on it in the next yeah few hours. I'm going to put my link to Facebook on the chat. You can shoot me a DM right now. So I have you on the list to send it out. Okay. So here's my Facebook link. And if you don't have Facebook, then you can message me on LinkedIn. But yeah, just message me so I know that you want that implementation guide. And then I'll make sure to send it out to you. 
Now, people always ask me sometimes like, what does Revenue Boost do? Do we teach or coach or do it for you? And the answer is all of the above. So we, you know, we have a course, we have a program, we do it for you as well. All of the above. Now, for those of you that do want to implement and scale this channel, like for those of you that are like, yeah, this is awesome. I want to try the system and you want some help. If you want to master this proven way to use cold outreach to LinkedIn and start booking new qualified meetings as quick as tomorrow and no longer rely on more risky approaches like ads, organic and referral and allow yourself to potentially 2X, 3X or like some of our clients 4X revenue. And if you love the idea of taking vacations because you have systems rather than you know getting clients randomly and you want to buy back time with your team because again, more revenue helps you hire people and you want to get more freedom and control your financial destiny, then let's chat about how we can help. I'm just going to drop my team's calendar in the chat right here. If anyone wants to learn about us or how we work, how we can help you, I'm just going to drop my link in the chat. The team, you'll be able to talk with one of our experts, uh, what we can do to help you out. So again, I'm putting that in the calendar now. There's probably only like 15 spots for the next week. We only book a week out. So like grab it like immediately because there's hundred people there. And I imagine we're going to just run out of spots pretty quick. So if you want that call, and if you want to learn about working together, or even just get some tips, get some value, just book it now. But I put it in the chat. And those invited to work with us in our programs get results like this, David Franco, not the actor. That is an actor, but our client is not the actor. Targeting home improvement companies, they closed nine out of 15 appointments, right? And that was like within two months. Within six months, they've closed, or eight months total, they've closed 42 clients all from outbound. Not paying for ads, just paying a few hundred bucks a month for the tools, 42 clients. So if you want to explore having us help you do the same, Click below right now in the Zoom chat to book a one-on-one -on -one growth call while we still have spots. Again, you, you can click on it and see. We have very few spots for next week. We only book a week out. So if you want to chat, want to see about us helping you, at least just learn how it works, then book a chat. And if you're an agency owner who's committed to their growth, scheduling a time to connect with my team means that you're ready for predictable revenue. It means that you're an innovative business owner and you want to capitalize on new and emerging trends. And really what this means by chatting with us and going forward is that you're going to set in motion a series of events that can establish you as a category king in your niche because you'll have the right tools and the right systems. So we can definitely have you accelerate the process. And the cool thing is once you dial in your outreach, you have lead flow and you have free time to work on those long-term things like content, brand. That's not supposed to say Brad. You're not working on Brad. You're working on your brand. Once you master outreach, you have a flow of leads and booked calls every week. Then you can work more on the long-term things, content, brand, podcast, and become that number one authority in your niche. So anyways, Q&A time. Let's get into it. Thanks so much. Remember to book a call. And remember that if you want that free implementation guide, just text me with a link. Everything's in the chat. Shoot me a text and we'll make sure to send you that free guide. Q&A time, drop questions in the chat. And also guys, real quick, like tell me what you thought. This is a new-ish workshop. First time we're doing it for the Facebook group and for the public. Tell me in the chat or even better yet, post in the Facebook group. Tell us like, what did you like? What did you think? Did this help you? What was your favorite part? Take your top one or two takeaways and just tell us, right? Type it in the chat or go on later in the Facebook group and uh, tell us what your biggest takeaway was. I always recommend after you learn something, write what your biggest takeaway was. Like either, again, you can go on our Facebook group or in the chat here and, and write your biggest learning lesson and what you thought. I again, we love your feedback and we'll use it to make this uh, information better. But also when you take time to write down your biggest learning lessons from a, from a masterclass like this, it helps you retain the information, right? Because you're actually writing it and you're putting it into the physical world. So um, yeah. Let me know what you guys learned. What was your biggest, like out of everything we covered, what's your biggest takeaways? And if you have questions, let's get to them. Okay, biggest takeaways, sell the next step, not the product or service. The flow of outreach, the, the process, that's great. Don't have too many links or attachments. Follow up. Um, sweet. Cool, guys. Let's get some questions rolling. And remember, if you're still here, appreciate you guys that you're spending an hour and 20 minutes with me. Really means a lot. And I'm glad that you were able to really wrap your head around this, right? So... Appreciate everyone who's still here. Remember that 
If you want to chat with my team and explore working together so we can help you do this like 10 times faster and easier, just you know, book a time with that link above, putting it here again. And if you want that free guide to help you, then just text me. And once it's done tomorrow, I'll send you the free implementation guide. Okay, questions. Are you using Sales Navigator? Any alternative? Yeah, we use Sales Navigator. You can do outreach on LinkedIn for free, but Sales Navigator allows you to message more people and it gives you more advanced filters. So it's worth, it's like hundred bucks a month. It's definitely worth it. They give you a free trial too. Also, here's a sneaky tip. Get a free trial of Sales Navigator. At the end, cancel it. And they're going to say, wait, let me give you 50% off to stay for two months. So you can get like a half off if you just try to cancel, which is pretty cool. Which CRM is good for the whole flow? Whatever CRM you use is fine. You don't really need any complicated tool. You can just pipe drive, go high level, even Trello, even a spreadsheet. You just want a way to organize, like who are my leads? Who are the people that ask to meet? Who are the people that we met with, right? So you need like the stages. Any pointers for cold DM outreach? Does the same strategy work for direct messaging? Yeah, so guys, everything I taught you today works on any channel, right? Because what I taught you today is principles. I'm not a big fan of just teaching tactics because tactics are short-lived. And honestly, like in the internet marketing and in the, in the guru space, all the experts out there, there's too many like teaching tactics. Because if, if you get a tactic, like if someone gives you like, oh, do this funnel or like use this template, it can work, but you didn't learn anything, right? When you learn the principles of why something works and you, then you know why it works and then you can repeat that because tactics change, systems change, social media changes, algorithm changes. So those that rely on tactics won't be here forever, right? If you want sustainable success, you need to know the principles, right? So yes, everything we talked about today was principles of copy and targeting and like the process flow of outreach. Whatever channel you use, Instagram, something else, like the same principles still work. Have you worked with clients in the ops industry? If you mean like operations consulting or coaching, then yes, we've, uh, we've done that. Any business that's like a lot of overhead or people or like agencies, um, those would be great clients to target for operations support. Any thoughts on adding PS and its impact on cold emails? Yeah, add a PS. Man, there's a lot of questions here. Add a PS because what you can do is, uh, one thing that we did is we added a testimonial in the email signature. So you wanna make the email copy or the DM copy more about the other person. You can keep your copy more focused on them and their business. And then you can use the email signature and the PS to sell your service and say like, oh, here's why we're great or here's a case study or whatever. So yeah, definitely use the, use the PS. For starters, do you recommend quantity or quality messages? Thomas, I would do both, but usually I would start out with quantity first because you can get more messages out and then you can test faster and you can get data on what message is working. If like the whole like tech thing and automation scares you and, and you want to just keep it simple, just do quality outreach, just DM or email 20 people a day and just get comfortable with it first. Can we sell customer service from cold email? You can sell anything from cold email because principle, any marketing channel is a means to deliver a message to a person. So it's your message that sells the service, not the marketing channel. Because my client is not agreeing to give any lead magnet, the service they provide is pretty unique. You don't have to give a lead magnet, but it helps. You should convince your clients to just tell them to try it because it helps get a lot of leads. I mean, if your client's not agreeing to your recommendations, like you need to have a chat with that client and be like, listen, ma'am or sir, like, you know, you hired me to help you. You hired me to tell you how to make this thing work or how to make this thing work. So like, you know, I do this every day. You probably don't. Do you want my recommendation or not? Right. So yeah, if you have a client that's like, they're not wanting to do some of these strategies, then like you got to tell them that's using these strategies is going to work better. So you, that's up to your job to convince them. And set expectations from the start. Like your client shouldn't look at you like an order taker. They should look at you like a, like a strategist, right? Like a, like an advisor. 
Um, so that kind of comes with how you onboard them and all that. Ramtin says, I do copywriting. Is this too general and not respecting niche offer messaging? We have lots of clients that do copywriting and we help them with cold outreach, but copywriting is not an offer. Copywriting is a service. How can you take copywriting and turn that into an offer with a clear price, a clear benefit, a clear set of deliverables, right? So copywriting, if you do copywriting for everybody and their mom and their grandma, that's a service. That's not an offer. But if you say, hey, I do copywriting for this niche and I deliver you 10 pieces a month and it helps you get these results, like that's an offer, right? So it's not too general, but I wouldn't niche down. BJ says using email scraper and LinkedIn. So a really good one is find email. If you're using Apollo, because you're also getting emails from the big database, then Apollo has an email scraper, but it's not that great. Find email is a tool that's just an email scraper. And you can go to, you can go to someone's LinkedIn profile. I can even show you guys like literally right now, if you want, go to someone's LinkedIn profile and turn on the find email Chrome extension. And it just gives you their email. So, and you can do it in bulk. You can have a list and it just like, it scrapes like 2000 for you. So you don't have to even mess with people on LinkedIn. You can just use LinkedIn to get data and to get leads and then email them or, or call them or something else. Right. Yeah. LinkedIn's a great source for that. Wow. There are a lot of questions. Okay, cool. We're going to keep going. Uh, there's definitely still some more. And remember guys, if you're just getting here, shoot me a DM if you want that free thing where you're going to have uh, templates, SOPs that are going to help you with this. And if you want to take it to the next step and really see what, it, what it'd be like to work with me personally, then you can just book a chat with my team here. Cool. More questions. Can you use LinkedIn alone or do you have to use both? If yes, how does one go about it? You go about all of them the same way. You build a list, you send a message, you follow up, right? You don't have to use both. They work well together. You can get leads on one and follow up on the other. Let's say you get a lead on LinkedIn, but they're not responding much. Then you can email them and book them into a call, right? Like you can use LinkedIn and email to basically like one of them starts the sequence and one of them follows up. Can we have the slides, please? Yes, everyone will get the slides. Let me just do that now before I forget. I will forget. That's why I have people like Bella and Diane too. Remind me, um, da, 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 slides, and then more questions. Okay, try this link, guys. These are the slides. And then back to questions. That link should work. So do you think random first-line compliments become cringe today as many people are using some random personalization on what they saw on a prospect's LinkedIn and uh, website profile? Yeah, definitely. But you just have to do it right. So if I say like, Hey, John, you have a really awesome business. Like it sounds fake and annoying, right? If you say like, Hey, I really liked, remember that one email we showed where the, the guy complimented like, Oh, I saw that you have so many five-star reviews for this product. That's good, right? It's like real. It sounds genuine. Again, it's always about how you do it. It's not about what the tactic is. I think having personalized first lines is a great tactic, but just don't do it in like a cheesy or kind of fake way because people can smell it a million miles away. Uh, good stuff, AJ. Thank you. Is there any benchmarks? Okay, so uh, from a thousand cold reach outs, how many appointments can we predict? Let me get you guys something real quick from our course. I'll check this out. So I'm going to give you guys a Google Doc right here with the benchmarks. Yeah, I just put a document in the chat and this shares like our general benchmarks. So you can take that. Also, again, shoot me a DM. I'm going to send you the whole guide tomorrow. So just shoot me a DM for that. But yeah, generally speaking, the results and the performance is different for every industry. If you're in a more competitive market, you're going to have a harder time getting leads. So you just have to have lower expectations on like how many it takes to reach out, unless you have a really, really unique offer. You can still have a competitive niche, but a unique offer or a message and that, that works better. So yeah, there's no exact, but in that document I just shared, there's like ranges. So from a thousand cold reach outs, 
I would say like, again, and if you're depending on your niche or offer, the, the stats could be different, but generally if you can get one lead for every hundred prospects, assuming you're doing the mass blast approach, right? Like you can get one lead for every, like, so if you email a thousand businesses on, you know, automation and you get 10 of them to say, yes, that's good. One in a hundred is like awesome because then you've got to email a thousand businesses a day, which you can automate and you're getting 10 leads a day for free or hundred, 200 bucks a month. But we have someone that they sent eight LinkedIn messages and they already got a meeting booked. One of our clients who does like brand strategy. So, but she was doing the LinkedIn super personalized, like crafting a, a individual message route. So if you're personalizing outreach, it's going to work like five times better, but you get less, you know, messages out in a day. But yeah, check out that document. I have a client who's not clear about their target market and what problem he solves. He has a media production company. What can we do to help him get leads? First, don't start getting in leads. Help him get clear on his target market. So if you guys want in the, yeah, in that outreach guide and in the, in the free resource I'm going to share, again, you got to DM me for that on Facebook or LinkedIn so I can make sure to get it to you tomorrow. I'll put something about like niching down or how to, how we think about that. But essentially, yeah, you need to help your client. You need to tell your client that like, if be like, look, client, if I email every business in the world, it's not going to work. We need to pick one industry that you feel confident about so that we can craft messaging that specifically speaks to that person. So that we're not some person that's like sending them some random, like you saw that email I got before where someone was like selling me software development services. Like if you took one look at my business, you would know that has nothing like that has no value for me. Right. So you want to help your client clarify their niche before they go out and start lead generating. I sell to tradespeople. Many don't have websites or emails. What do you recommend? You probably can. I mean, if you mean like contractors, you can probably find them. Yeah. I mean, like one of the examples I showed where our client got 42 deals closed over the last eight months, he was targeting contractors. So yeah, you can find emails with them. And if not, you can even go to Google maps. You could scrape Google maps. A lot of ways to do that. It's very rare where there's a niche where you can't find emails. Any business, you can basically find their email like 99% of the time, right? So it's very rare. And if you're in that 1%, like just change your niche a little bit, go find businesses that are more like if you're in an industry where it's like impossible to reach people online, like you should change your industry because like why put yourself through that trauma of like having to, I don't even know, send carrier pigeons. So, so yeah, cold email, LinkedIn combo outreach. We talked about that. LinkedIn email, you can follow up with one uh, omni-channel approach. Uh, what else? Questions? What, have you worked with clients? Yeah, we added that. Do you need an email scraper with Sales Navigator? No. If you just want to LinkedIn message people, you don't need an email scraper. But if you want to email them, then you need an email scraper to give you their emails. What's the ratio of reply rate, blast, or personalized? A great question, Nigel. I was telling you before that there's one client where she sent out her first... She might even be here if Ida's here. Ida, are you still here? She was here. Oh, she's gone. That's a shame. She sent out eight messages and she got one lead. That's like one in, what, like 15%, 16%, something like that. You can get, you can get even like 20%, 30% reply rate if you're doing personalized. For mass blast, it's like one to 10%. And 1% would be pretty bad, like minimum 3%. So for our clients, we always try to make sure they're getting like three, like four or 5% minimum reply rate, which again, means you send hundred emails and five people reply. Make a whole sequence. What was the number to text for the guide? Oh, Paul. Uh, yeah. Just DM me on Facebook or LinkedIn. I'll get you the guide. I put my link here in the chat. I'm going to put it again. Here's my Facebook link to get the guide. Here's the calendar for anyone who wants to chat with my team to explore working together. Do you have content on LinkedIn that helps during your outreach? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because most people, if they're interested in your outreach message, they're going to check your LinkedIn. So if you have stuff there, 
even if you just have 10 posts, like they'll see like that there's something there and you're an expert because experts are prolific. They publish content, right? So, and you can even design your content to like do that. So if you go to my LinkedIn right now, I have strategically placed content. I have a case study. I have like a story post. I have like a client result post, some like places I've been featured. So when someone looks at my profile, they're more likely to, um, you know, think we're legit, right? So Nigel says, I'd be interested in what you think of this tool. I'm assuming you're probably posting what the tool is. But yeah, having content on your LinkedIn helps for sure. And also on your email, email is harder because people don't have as much trust because you're just an email. Like there's no face to it, right? You can put a link to your LinkedIn on your email or a link to a case study. That's a good way to like build a trust barrier with someone you're just randomly emailing. Is Go High Level Leads Gorilla worth it? Uh, I use Go High Level, but not for getting leads and not for sending emails. Don't use Go High Level for sending emails. Use instantly. Mitch says, got a revenue boost master. Thank you. Uh, I'm happy if I've, uh, if I've earned that title. That's pretty awesome. Nido says, here's a tool. What is this? Luna.ai. I haven't heard of it. Yeah, the tools I've recommended work great for finding emails. So I haven't really had the need to look into like new tools for it, but I'll check it out later. Appreciate it. In an hour, how many personalized average can you make? Three to five minutes. So if I'm writing like a personalized message to a, in an individual person, it takes like three to five minutes to find some way to personalize it. So you can do 12 in an hour, 12 to 15. Scrape emails are Amazon brand owners. Uh, Apollo, Helium 10 is a good research tool as well. Cool guys. Well, that's it. We've got through all the questions. I think there might be one or two more, but we got to end it. So everyone just go in the Facebook group. If you have still have questions, post it in the Facebook group. Please tell me what you guys thought. Put a one in the chat or tell me what you liked about this presentation. So yeah, we're going to wrap up, but tell me guys what you thought. Put a one in the chat if this was helpful. Go in the Facebook group. Tell us like, write down your one or two biggest takeaways. It's going to make everyone that didn't come jealous that they came and it's going to help you remember what you what you learned. So join our Facebook group. Bella just posted it. Have you guys tried sales handy? No, I have not. I uh, tried a bunch of tools and the ones I shared are the best ones that I recommend. Glad you guys enjoyed this. Again, tell us what, you're, you, know, what you thought, what your learning lessons were. Post that in the group and um, just feel free to connect with me anytime. Well, uh, we'll be in touch about the part two. Glad you guys enjoyed this. Appreciate all of you and uh, see you all soon. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening and tell us what you think. It really motivates us a lot to make more episodes and helps us out a ton with getting the show out there. Now, if you're trying to grow and get more clients and you'd like me and my team to help you come up with a personalized growth strategy for your agency, we can help. Head over to revenueboost.net slash contact and you can book a growth call with my team. This will be a one-on-one -on -one call where we'll show you what's working right now when it comes to generating leads, booking calls, and acquiring clients at scale. And you can learn about our programs where we can work with you to help your agency scale and get you more dream clients. Again, head over to revenueboost.net slash contact and see you on the next episode.